0: today on the show, I am live from the German Kundalini Yoga Festival. Please continue to support the podcast by sharing it with a friend. If you know someone that you think would enjoy the podcast, please share it with them. Help me spread the word. Also, you can go to the podcast website and submit your questions to be answered on the program, thestoryofmepodcast.com. Okay, so let's get to today's live show. Today on the show I'm recording live from the German Kundalini Yoga Festival where I did a couple interviews, one with Prithi Nivas Kar, who was on episode 26 at the release of her latest CD, and also the organizer of the festival, Sathari Singh. And I was fortunate enough to be invited to play in the concert with Mata Madir Singh, and I will play the recording at the end of the episode of our performance together. And it was a really special treat for me. I've never played the flute live in front of that many people, and. And especially with Matamadir Singh, I mean, he's an incredible musician and in the kundalini yoga community, quite popular because his music is very good and really vibrates through your consciousness. But uh, he taught a workshop on Nod Yoga, and I'm going to have him on the podcast for a long interview where we sit down and talk about his life and Nod Yoga, which I think is very important uh, to understand how sound and music specifically and chanting really affects and penetrates through to your consciousness. I apologize in advance for the sound quality, especially I think with the interview with Prithini Vaskar, there are babies in the background crying, and a lot of External noise, but uh, bear with it. It's uh, my first time recording live from an event. And uh, it's interesting when you go to these Kundalini yoga festivals or any yoga festival, for that matter, it doesn't have to be Kundalini yoga, but it's more than just kind of a vacation. It's getting together with like minded people in an environment that's usually quite peaceful. And you can see, I'll post some of the pictures on uh the website from from the location it's a beautiful location lots of green trees and a little lake that people went swimming in uh not me because it's too cold in the morning uh for me it's in germany so but it's very nice and it's always nice to see the people that are working towards this path of understanding who they are and dedicating their life to it. It's more than just kind of a vacation. It is something that's hard to really explain unless you experience it. I remember my first yoga festival, and I'm not usually into going places with big groups and things like this, so I was really reluctant. In fact, even when I got there, the only thing I was thinking about is, how do I leave? How do I get out of here? But then once the first day passed, and I started to really enjoy it, and I've been going back to them now for over 15 years, and it's a way to really connect with people, especially if you go to the similar yoga festivals, you start to see some of the same people and how they evolve through the years. And it's a nice way to meet people in the community uh, that have similar interest to you in the fact that they're looking for something deeper in life, looking for a way to really get to that authentic nature. And I know especially after the last two years, we're kind of isolated, and it's always nice to meet people, new or old people that you've known, to really connect and uh, be in the environment uh, where you can feel that group consciousness. And you can feel it. You'll see when you go, if you have been, you understand what I'm saying, if you haven't. I really recommend going to some yoga festival. It could be any. It doesn't have to be a kundalini yoga festival. And you'll start to feel that experience. And it's something that I really look forward to. And I uh, guess it was nice. I gave a workshop that was really uh nice to connect with people. And uh sold some flutes, gave some consultations, and was able to Get up on stage and play the flute, and you'll hear that at the end of the episode. So please pardon the poor quality of the recording. I'll get better next time on the live event, and enjoy. I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing, The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So, go check them out at singflutes.com, S I N G H F L U T E S.com. Use the discount code The Story of Me podcast and get 10% off. Okay, I'm here at the festival still with Sat Hari Singh, who is a yogi, right? (laughs) Uh, A musician, and also the organizer of the festival that I'm at and it's a beautiful festival in a great location and so maybe we start off by just kind of introducing yourself uh where are you from
1: you know normally when
0: even people ask me
1: that question then because they're asking it so often I say I'm from God <laughs>
0: yeah it's a hard uh question <laughs> huh Uh, you I I think I'm trying to remember the first time we've uh, run across each other must have been at least 12 13 years ago at the festival in France and we see each other every year (laughs) at at this festival and I'm guessing you've been going there much longer than I have when did you start going to to the 82 82 so you've been doing kundalini yoga since the 80s then since the early 80s and how did you come upon it you know, this is a a good question.
1: Um, I I do believe, and because it's my experience, that I'm not doing anything by myself. I mean, I'm doing all the things by myself, but in the broader direction, I'm I be led from the divine to do what I'm doing. So I was um, a socialist. I was a communist. I was a, a street fighter sometimes. And was, I, I was I uh, was studying at the art high school. I was creating arts and art gallery and all that, and all this in in a, in, in a very outer way to change the world outside with arts, with music, with politics, with demonstration. And uh, the, the moment I collapsed was. When I left my girlfriend, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, I, I I couldn't handle a simple relation to another person. And it brought me so much down on my knees that I was done with this world, with my life. And in that moment, when there's this moment, uh, a long black cloud is coming away, I thought I'm knocking on heaven's door. And when I knocked on that heaven's door, then I found myself that there was a different dimension in my life, What was always there, what I realized in that moment and uh, it, 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 there is still a philosophical question is this Is this dimension always leading you, or is this always watching you, or is it always inspiring you at least when you ask me how you come to Kundalini and that moment you know when the long black cloud is coming away, and tears to my eyes. and life ending. In that moment, I decided I don't want to forget that at all. And my question was only, okay, my Lord, my love, where and how can I serve you? And then I start traveling around through Europe, looking to that Swami, looking to that Indian chief, looking to this and that, looking to uh, teachers, masters, and then finally in Amsterdam, I saw people with turban. I couldn't turn my eyes away. Mm. I said, wow. And they said, they, 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 they saw me uh, and saw us with Satarika at the time, couldn't get my eyes away from them. And then they came to us and said, where you, where, where you come from? I said, huh? Oh. And where you want to go to? It. Uh-huh. But it looked so, it was so impressive, this barna. Then so why not going to Hamburg and uh, go in the ashram to Talantara? No, that was the first start, how we came to Talantara in '81 in the ashram. It, <laughs> and also,
0: ha- had you done yoga before this, or was this your first uh, encounter with yoga? I had Samatha yoga with
1: mm-hmm. a Dutch teacher okay. in the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, from 6 to 10, four hours, going from one posture to the other. And, um, because I, I had hardly any consciousness of my body, my mm-hmm. physical being. There was no, con- was most of the socialists, and I was part of the so- socialist movement at the time. That they say, oh, hey, you, you, we have to change the world. Forget about your body. You know, <laughs> that was the impression. So I, and for one more thing, when I had that, uh, wrong encounter with my girlfriend. I said, I have to take more attention to my body. This is not working Mm -hmm. in a simple way. So then I went out of the movement and uh, started to say, my prayer was, hopefully one of my companions do not see me going to yoga class. (laughs) Please, (laughs) nobody should see that I'm standing in front of the yoga center.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. That, that reminds me of when I was doing the teacher training. I was in Spain, and, you know, we do the sadhana early in the morning on Sunday morning. And I, I remember coming out of my apartment, and there's people lined up to go into a nightclub, you know. <laughs> and I'm wearing yeah. all white, and they're all drinking in line. And is it's that same type of, of feeling. Yeah. And so once you got involved with this, is this when you began playing music, or did you do music before this?
1: Well, I... Um I love music always. I mean, I had not the, the pleasure to, to learn it in a childhood. I started learning it with a very old guitar from a friend when I was 17. who well, I started simple songs. Love Donovan and mostly Leonard Cohen. and was playing all what I loved, and I, I only play music what I love and I love what I'm playing so yeah. in that way uh, it, it was a pleasure to play and uh, it's um yeah the music goes the heart. the music of the spheres
0: is the music of the heart and you uh, know and, and so your experience over the last 40 something years of, of being in this environment of course you have changed or maybe <laughs> change is the wrong word I don't like to say change <laughs> but had a different perception of yourself and then behaved differently. But what about the community in general? Because back in the 80s, how many people are really doing yoga? Like you said, you're hiding from your friends to go to a class. It must have, now it's every corner like a Starbucks coffee uh, shop. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean, everything, everything started manifest in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the evolution uh, in its peak was in the 60s and this was uh, urbanawat said it's a downcoming from transcendental energies mm-hmm. in the 60s uh, he had a different word anyway but that was the truth but when this comes down you you become confused you enlightened you uh, you step out of what you do you go out of school you go out of your family you go out of, out of jobs, you go out of everything because you want to go for this unknown new vibration mm-hmm. And that was working all in the seventies, and there was uh, some reaction from uh, terrorist and, and and whatever uh, things, what was making us try to make us small again. And but in the eighties, it starts manifesting: the first uh, green party, the first Amnesty International, the, the first um, organic stores, and the first yoga centers. Mm-hmm. And that in that way along with that I start manifesting mm-hmm. my way of uh, being now while I'm moving to Burama's Ashram okay. and um, you know that was a step what we call commitment yeah. and what the first step after commitment is change your character mm-hmm. that means having new friends mm-hmm. forgetting the old friends or doesn't need but it was a new reality. I start in the morning with yoga. I went to Golden gold temper restaurant, working. I was in a bakery, and then I, I go again with yoga, and then I sleep and start with yoga, and there's a new circulation of life, and that's what I wanted, because I decided in that black moment, I do not want to forget again. Yeah. My Lord being with me and me with my Lord. Okay. Because it is... Cannot.
0: And before you encountered this experience of this, this, uh, change in your outlook, were you, did you grow up in a religious family or? No, no.
1: No. I mean, normal Christian family without
0: Christian consciousness. OK, so just like a normal because, I, you know, it's interesting when I first started going to the yoga festival in France, we, for the people who are listening and don't know, it's a huge festival. Now there's 3000 people and it's a lot of families and you see the kids running around. And, and then I've met some of these kids. In fact, I was talking to a kid that was about 18 years old. And I, I was telling him. I said, you know, it must be really interesting to see these kids running around. How old they are when they grow up, you know? Do they rebel by cutting their hair and eating meat, or what? How do they, do, you know, how what do they do? And he goes, so I can tell you, I was one of those kids, mm-hmm. and, and, and so you must have seen this with families growing up in this, this environment and how this affects the whole family. Yes, I mean
1: changes. Uh, what's it called? Unawaitable. Will come is what is the most regular things are irregular change. So, and uh, it happened, and I the the, the one funny part is that in myself, I myself don't change. That's outside everything. Change inside. Don't change. That's when when I was talking at the opening ceremony, I said, you know, you're the one when your first breath coming in, you are the same now, and you are the same. But the last breath is leaving you, is you will be always the same. And this experience is funny, because I'm 72 now, and I'm I feeling the same feeling what I had when I was 14 or 34. I mean, it was different in one way, sure, but it was also the same. Yeah. And maybe you recognize only when you're getting older and... When you recognize that life is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, said, oh, okay. And, um, yeah, it's, um, and, um, you know, when, I think when you're on a spiritual path, you, I, I just, we just was uh, singing that song from Guru Nanak. When, when you want to come on that path of love with me, bring your head in your hand and don't worry what people are telling, mm-hmm. <laughs> people are saying. And that's this, this is, uh, still it's a situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Go with head in hand uh, and don't, don't think about what uh, people
0: are thinking. You know? It's interesting because that perspective you're saying, okay, I haven't changed. The way you recognize this is not actually until later in life when you realize the things that you thought were you are not actually you. Yes. And then you see who is operating the, the 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 true you and you say, "Well, that true me has been the same. My behavior changed this is not me my <laughs> my my reactions changed, but that's not me and when you eliminate all these things, you realize,
1: yeah, I am the same yes my intention, mm-hmm. my intention mm-hmm. is the same my intention when i when I went with the Communist Party to change the world because this world is a very special place and it needs change and needs change to the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, ecologically, spiritually, socially, democratically, whatever, you know. And uh, I, I recognize I have to participate in that. Yeah. And just when I came to Guru ashram, I just uh, had a different way of participation.
0: <laughs> right. And, and so now you have this ashram. Where in Germany is this ashram? It's in northern
1: Germany, about. Um, 80 miles northeast from
0: Hamburg. And, and this is new? You just built this, or you've been working on this for some years now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's funny. I mean, I once talked to Yogi Bhajan, and he said, Sir, um, uh, I, was, I was building Yogi Tea Company. You yeah. know? And I said, so I need to build my own business. So I cannot, I have not enough wage to build the temple. And he said, son, uh, first of all, this is your business. So that was blowing me away. (laughs) That was when you were doing yogi tea. (laughs) Yes, it is your business. Uh And uh, is 200,000 bucks enough. Uh And I couldn't say a word, you know. (laughs) And about 15 years later, uh, when I was retiring, uh, I get exactly that 200,000 bucks. Uh And I was looking always for that temple to build. And he said, is 200,000 bucks enough for that good water? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, uh, we build a good water. So, <laughs> and then it came, I was looking for many places. You know, in Hamburg, uh, the houses are so expensive. But once I get the call in this little town, I say, look, come here, this house. I said, oh, I don't want to go to that little town. So it come, this is, they seriously, seriously, telling me I have to go there. Then I went in and then it was a beautiful beautiful house. An old synagogue. Oh wow. And a um, house from just Freemasons later. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it survived the communism, it survived the fascism and Germany, it survived everything it, it waiting for us. Uh-huh. Beautiful. And this 200,000 bucks was enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. It. it worked out. <laughs> and It's interesting, like I said, we've come across each other for over a decade now at the festival. And as I talk to more and more people at the festivals and also my own experience, Mm. you know, it's nice. Okay, we go to a yoga festival, we go out in nature and and it sounds from the outside, it sounds, I don't want to say superficial, but like a vacation. Mm. But there's something more going on in these festivals than just a vacation. Mm. What, what is your experience w- with this? Because it's interesting when you go to the, the big festival in France the, in, in the introduction day, they say, okay, how many people have been going for 20 years? Stand up. How many people for 10? And, and it's incredible. And so what, what is your experience of the, the purpose or the, the effects of these festivals?
1: Yeah, it's funny because I think I counted it. I was 35 years, 35 times, or 33 times. To the uh, European festival and uh, and um, I once was there, um, forget when, and I was a bit of bored because it's always the same. I'm I'm going to the oldies, I'm going to the uh, survivors and all mm-hmm. that, and and I didn't know what should I do. Should I... And then I came to sit in the gurdwara, and once I think the Guru Das Singh was playing something. <laughs> Of his beautiful songs, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I start, not crying, but my heart opened. And in the company of the Holy, something, what would I be saying this way, you know? Uh, singing together, you know, our own songs, you know, our own um, melodies, you know? What was building, was actually building our community, building our nation, you can say so, yeah? And then I feel yes, that's the reason I be here, you know? And the same yesterday, or the before yesterday, you know, when I, when I, I mean, I, I had the pleasure and I, I had the honor to open this festival, you know, and I can talk, and, and I opened it, now for 12 years, <laughs> always the same song, mm-hmm. but singing it and then listening to the resonance of hundreds of people and being, and, and in that resonance, is all the joy, yeah. all the reason for what we're doing, because it's, you cannot create that vibration by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We can only create it together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is it. when we, we can theoretically take, yeah, the next step of this uh, grand age is uh, coming from individual consciousness to group consciousness. Fine, it, it's true, it's right, but listening to it mm-hmm. while tuning in with a couple of hundred people in the same frequency this is all what you need. I mean, there's nothing what you want right. anymore. You know, that's the reason you're doing it, and that's that's
0: it. I it mean, you know. It's like being bathed in that consciousness. Yes, right. It's creating this this vibration, and you're participating in that vibration. You're experiencing that vibration, and it's interesting because you can see your reflection in the people because you meet someone and they say oh this is my first time coming to the festival <laughs> and 10 years later you run into that same person at the <laughs> festival and you see their change and your reflection of your own uh evolution in, in in them and it's a really interesting experience yes and i mean they
1: different people and through the last years with uh, these um, challenges, let me say, yeah. challenges. Many went away. I mean, even before, you know. I, I wonder how much people left the series. So there was uh, there was a song also from the Guru Das, this time we stay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in the end, it, it doesn't matter. It's just a different environment. And, uh, but still... So many beautiful souls and singers came and, 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 and gave, their, gave their love in, 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 in the songs. But still today, I think it's even more beautiful. It, it's not the, the big synchor or the big snatum or the big whatever. No, it's more or less unknown musicians, but in a beauty and in a in heartfelt vibration and movement along with it's unique and uh, so um, it's in your hand my lord who is coming and who is going i have no i can just do my job and um, and helping that this happen and that's it
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's a great environment I, i understand what you're saying you know you meet these these musicians who yeah they're not the most famous they're just starting out or but we have to recognize that your your age in this this earth planet is not really how how experienced you are or where you are in your evolution yeah right there may be someone who's 30 years younger than me and and maybe they have more experience in their lifetimes than i do and and vice versa and so you start to learn how to appreciate the person beyond the human form yes yeah, i mean this year
1: is my first year I really, because I'm so much at home and not traveling, um, that I recognize uh, the seasons. Mm-hmm. And when because I have this dog now, and I have to go regular out with him, so I, I I see things I didn't see before. Yeah. So and I see also the changing of the seasons, that you do not know in the winter time that there is hardly any vegetation. You do not know what flowers coming up, what grass coming up. And now uh, it's we, we went to spring, and uh, it's uh, summer, and you see the flowers, and you see the grass is high, you, you see the cherries and the, and the trees, and, and and you think, wow, what a change! It came up without you doing anything, you know, you <laughs> just watching it. Yeah. And it's the same with uh, the people in the festival. Some. you, you remember summer new you know they're coming up like that flowers in the spring Mm -hmm. and they're here and we enjoy each other
0: you know right (laughs) yeah well i'm sure everyone at this festival thanks you for producing this festival (laughs) it's 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 my first time here Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful location and of course i know many of the people and the ones i don't know it's a great environment to be in and so for anyone who wants to come next year, they can go to the German Kundalini Yoga Festival exactly, website. Yes. I'll put the link in the description. But how can they learn more about you and your music and your ashram? So um, our ashram is called um, Guru
1: Ramdas Akvaryan Academy. Okay. So academy because we have to learn. It is uh, We are learners and uh, things are not not understood, and not at the end. So we have still to learning. We have to learn about the Quarian Age because this is basically we are in. Nobody has any idea what this means. We have to work on that, that we gain a deeper understanding to help each other to survive in this Aquarian Age. So therefore, and Guru Ramdas is our teacher and our guru, so we will call it Guru Ramdas Aquarian Academy. You can find us uh, in the internet. Uh, we'd be doing sadhana every day, you know, online. we be doing kirtan every day, online in the afternoon.
0: And people can come stay there if they want to they stay? They can come stay there. Okay. They can come online, stay
1: there online. they <laughs> <and> they come <laughs> offline and stay with us, sure. All right. And, um, yeah, we doing this festival, and we doing things what we think is important. And we, we love Corona for that. We now have friends all over Germany,
0: Uh
1: all over Germany, not too too much um, other countries, because we are teaching in Germany. But uh, we we would never met uh,
0: without that. Zoom. Yeah, the benefits (laughs) of this. Zoom blessing. So so I'll put a link to your your ashram Mm -hmm. and all this, and then your music. Is there a way they can listen to your music or find your music? Sure. I mean, the, the normal
1: sources of uh, mail orders and other things. <laughs> okay. And I, I mean, I, I think, yeah. Um, when I was producing them with Thomas Bucky in mm. uh, LA and I said, uh, invested my, my wife was saying, everybody buys a car and you do, do a CD, you know. <laughs> Yes, I did a CD for the price of a new car, <laughs> and now I have tons of CDs and is interested in All right, CD. so we'll
0: put a link to that, maybe you can yes. get a tr- exchange it for a car. And <laughs> I can
1: even uh, send you a CD for free if you like one, <laughs> and once I will go to the street and keep them away <laughs> for free, because music is fantastic, yeah. and it stays. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: well that's great So again, uh, thank you Sahari Singh for (laughs) sitting down with me And thanks for this beautiful festival I'll put pictures of it on the the website So you can look at this And and listen to the podcast Thank you you very much
2: (laughs) Dati hai Akasha hai All
0: right, so we're here at the German Kundalini Yoga Festival, and I'm joined by Kati Nivas Car, who was on a previous podcast when your album came out. Yeah, right? Is it an album yes. still or your CD? I always get confused. <laughs> what do you say?
2: Um, Album, CD? Yeah, okay. album. I think it's better. Uh, I don't know if any people have CD would made. be just the physical CD and the album is the... But an
0: album CD. is a physical album.
2: Yeah, but it can be also digital. So, yeah. Let's say album. Yeah, I guess.
0: All right. <laughs> and so we're sitting here and... Oh. It's been, what, how many years since the CD came out? Or the album came out?
2: Yes, a bit more, one okay. and a half, yeah.
0: And so uh, how has this been? Well, first of all, maybe we start with the, the festival here. Yeah. The, you've been to this festival many times, right?
2: Yes. Uh, not many, like the last years. Yeah, obviously it did not happen. So <laughs> yeah. it's the first year it happens again. Um, but before I have been here like three or four years. Alright,
0: and this is a beautiful place. I don't even know where in Germany. What city is this?
2: <laughs> this is like the north um, of um, Germany, between Bremen and Oldenburg.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: and it's a beautiful place, and we are looking at the peacocks. Here. Yeah,
0: there's peacocks, and this is a beautiful <laughs> place. It's like It looks like a meditation retreat. There's a little lake, and it, it's it's really nice, and it's very relaxed with a nice group of yogis. And uh, I thought we would catch up to see how it's been since the album has come out after one year. And I saw on, on social media you've been playing different places, at least on online concerts too, right?
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, to be honest, it was mostly online things. No? I had like so, some smaller events in, in person, but uh-huh. uh, this is like after I released the album. Like I played the opening concert now on the festival and it was the, the first uh, in life bigger concert
0: oh that was the first big yeah. one. Oh okay it yeah. was a beautiful I mean, before concert it was
2: more like chanting circles kind of yeah. yeah it was the yeah. first yeah
0: and and how does that compare to online concerts
2: it's like beyond comparison you really can't compare it and
0: what's it feel like doing it online what does it feel, what's the experience
2: to do it online there's something which is nice about it but at the end i um. Yeah, you just can't connect in the same way. No? Yeah. You don't get the, you get the same feeling. Um, but still, I think it, at the end, I'm happy that I had the opportunity to yeah. do that because otherwise nothing would have ha- happened. Yeah. Yeah. But now, just the experience was like, I felt like now that was a concert. Before, yeah. I, it did not feel like that.
0: Yeah, yeah I had the same feeling when I taught a workshop online. It, yeah. To me, I seem so disconnected from the students, and I felt that maybe they're more distracted with their environment and what's going on, and so you just yeah. feel like that connection is missing. It's nice, yeah, you're able to do something that you couldn't do otherwise, but, but yeah, it's missing something that you get from, from one-on-one or, or personal interaction, especially getting up in front of a group of people. Yeah. And uh, why don't you share this, like you tell me the experience of going and getting up in front of people and how this, how, how you experience this? What is, what is the, I mean, do you have a process before you get on stage to meditate or what do you, what do you, how do you prepare?
2: Yeah, it was very interesting because uh, maybe it's an interesting thing to, to say, like just like two weeks before I had an accident in the kitchen and with, the, with my finger. Okay. So I couldn't play and yeah. I was like really worried because I knew, okay, this is going to come now and then I got sick. So I, I was really like forced to just <laughs> surrender and let go of the idea of I have to practice everything a thousand times. Yeah. And uh, actually, it was a good process because I felt really, really relaxed all the days before. And then on the day of the concert, I just felt like on a on very physical level that there's like an energy charge and there's some excitement. And... Um, what I did was I was jumping into the lake and I was just yeah, swimming around and like trying to breathe and trying to swim and trying to move the energy, which is there. And then at the end, I also always remember these uh, um, words from Shiv char actually about excitement when I, I had that also when the concert in the ashram, um, like when you feel that shaking is coming, just just let it shake and don't try to pretend it's not there or try okay. to pretend you're not excited. Yeah. So and then it can transform because you can embrace it. And yeah. I think that was my experience now as well. Like to, yeah, to accept it. Right? To accept that there is excitement when yeah. you do that after like being alive and, and doing that and trying to present that the best you can yeah. you want to. For sure, you want of course, to what you're doing. And, and, and so
0: then was this experience a little different since it's been such a, a while since you have actually performed live, or, or is this the same way you feel all the time?
2: I think um, it's different because I felt like before I did not have like this experience of full concerts, and I have a own CD already. No, I was okay. playing on stages and I was okay. playing in Dubrovnik and mm-hmm. like this, but like this. As a performing artist with the recorded album, it just feels different, you know, it feels like... You feel more... I put more pressure on myself.
0: Yeah, because you have more invested, right? Yeah. That's the thing is, you know, all the things I've done, you start they start out as hobbies. And when they're a hobby, you're having fun with it and you're enjoying it. And then when it turns into, okay, this is your profession or this is how you're presenting yourself, then you start to put, you get a little more serious sometimes. And so you have to remind yourself, no, I enjoy this. And to take this seriousness. Because I think this is something that most people can relate to even if you're not a musician getting in front of people doing a concert if you're at work giving a presentation and you have to prepare or you have a meeting that you have to present something whatever it may be or if you're a yoga teacher teaching a class on Mm -hmm. something that maybe you're not so uh, confident in teaching you have to learn to just hold that space
2: and that's all of it. I think yeah. 90% of of of, um, of the job you have to do is really to hold yourself in in, in the moment. Right? Uh-huh. It's like this, yeah. And yeah. I was super super grateful to uh, to being accompanied by uh, my producer actually, uh-huh. um, like that he could be here and could play with me. I mean that gave me a lot of security as well because yeah. he knows yeah. the songs and uh, like he's a really beautiful guitar player. So, yeah. so yeah, that made you feel really comfortable. Good. Yes. For
0: sure, yeah. yeah. It's like there's this this resistance to relaxing or to being present I think just that comes naturally to people because they get once you start to get anxiety or or tension whatever you want to call it or excitement you start to resist being in that moment because you're you're starting to have feelings of am I qualified am I good enough to do this or am I really just an imposter right the imposter syndrome and I remember in almost thing I've done where I've had to get in front of groups of people, this mm-hmm. has happened. When I used to do stand-up comedy, you think, okay, you're just going up there and telling some stories and stuff. But I would watch my recordings in the beginning and I'd talk so fast because I was afraid of the silence of, you know, if, if I don't say something, they're not reacting to it. And then you learn to slow down and you learn to give it space and you realize how... how relaxed you get and then the audience gets more relaxed and this is one thing i noticed about your concert the other night is why you, you seem very relaxed mm-hmm. and you said just kind of presented in the way you talked in between the the, the mantra songs and, yeah. and the way you presented it and this was really nice
2: yeah, i think i tried my best but at the end also i felt like after the concert i had this moment like it was very interesting it was like a something within me like shifting or something in this way of like okay I have no idea anymore like what came out of there I felt empty you know like also this like did it reach out or like this kind of a bit of confusing moment Uh it was interesting to feel that also no like to let that also be there no like this kind of uh, yeah it's just something you put yourself also in a very vulnerable place
0: yeah well this is the the part that creates the fear right like yeah. i was talking about i'd speak so fast so i couldn't wait and uh, experience yeah. the the silence fear, you know, and the, the same thing when i first started to teach i remember someone took a picture of me teaching and you could see all my notes in front of me i had pages and pages of notes because you're afraid if i don't have something to say what, what's going to happen and then as I, I think i had a, a case where I went into a workshop without any notes, and I just started to talk, and it was. Uh, then it just changed for me because then you realize, okay, I, it's all here. Don't worry about it. You've gone through all this. You understand this. You know the music. You know it. Just let it. Give it the space and, and take your time. And and I think this is the lesson for anyone, whether you're a yoga teacher or giving a business presentation, is just to learn how to enjoy the silence, right? The space in between.
2: To be able to hold that, no? It's like I think it's really the, the key for good teaching or good music, like to be able to, to fill with your presence the spaces in between. Yeah,
0: right? well, I mean, music, it, it, what makes music good is really not the notes but the space in between the notes. Yeah. Because if you just play the notes constantly with no space, it's terrible. Yeah. But if you time the silence between the notes, this is what makes music. And so I think it's the same with anything you do.
2: The way you move
0: through life, the way you interact with people, if you learn how to give that space to the other people and also to yourself, you start to see what happens in that silence. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's super, super, super interesting this, to experience that in daily life and all the things we we do. No? like this, yeah. what are the spaces in between? And because they are the moments of shift and transformation as well. No? Like when the this this happens, then emotions can flow. Like yeah, then yeah. things can transform. No?
0: Well, you you look at when you're around really noisy environments and aggressive environments. How much time do you have to really contemplate what's happening inside of you? You're it's, it's like this. Uh, it's like when I go into the meditation retreats. You're not speaking for the time of the retreat, and when you're not speaking, you're listening. And when you listen, you start to hear things that you would not normally hear. You're like, well, I never realized that I talk to myself this much. And so he, you you start to tune into the subtlety of what's happening internally so the silence is really where self-awareness comes right
2: yeah and i think actually it's like interesting when i was um, sharing before that i got sick Mm -hmm. just before last week uh the the biggest worry i had was because my ears were completely blocked that i could hear myself really Mm -hmm. bad but it really like i was just like when I tried to push that, it's like, oh, I want my ears to be open now. It didn't work. And no, when, no. when I was relaxed into it, I was like, oh, maybe it's just this lesson of, like, listen to listen within even more, no? Yeah. And it worked out. So, like, like now it's not uh, not like that anymore. It was really this yeah, moment of fear coming, you No, know? I cannot hear myself. It's not going to work.
0: Well, you, no. you wonder... How much of that sickness, and, and, and specifically where you were sick in the ear, was done subconsciously to yourself out of the fear, yeah. out of because we do that—we right. consciously and unconsciously not just sabotage ourselves and do things, but we we injure ourselves or we yeah. do things to prevent ourselves so we have an excuse or we have some you know oh i wasn't 100 so if i don't do good it's okay or, or yeah. this kind of thing or maybe just to create the fear to learn how to relax yeah. but if you look at like when people injure their hands if they cut a specific finger it's related to what that finger represents and what's going on in their life and so you can take it as a warning okay well i just injured this finger this finger's has to do with self-expression or this yeah. finger has to do with authority, how am I in these cases? And 100% of the time, it's it's it, there's a reason for it. And so there's some purpose. And it's like, well, why didn't I get a, an ache in my shoulder or my arm? Why was it the ear? Right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And this finger. Well,
0: this, this is uh, passion...
2: Passion. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's
0: passion and like personal power.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And so another thing that is, I think related to the silence is being in the festival environment, right? Mm-hmm. Because most people, I don't know if you're living in the city now, but you know most people live in the city, and, and for me, when you get to these festivals, it's really it's really relaxed, right? You you have a lot of peace I mean you can hear in the background all the rain and the birds and, and, and things like this how does this contribute to your music or to your awareness or to your life
2: I think generally I mean I'm living in, completely in nature since uh, um, I think 12 I was just realizing uh, since 12 years I'm living actually off grid like not okay. in a house with a running electricity or uh, something but like in you know alternative projects and um, so I think that's a big part of my music. It's like yeah. really just playing around yeah. the fire with that's my nice, friends. Nice. I have a lot of friends yeah. who are also mm-hmm. doing uh, who well, are also musicians. Yeah. So um, actually, in my old community, we started a project together and um, now everybody is really into music and sharing the music in the world, so I think it's a big part of that for me, and then coming here for sure, it nourishes and supports that uh, yeah. a lot
0: more. Yeah, it's, I remember the first year I went to the festival in France, the big, I mean, I think then there was a thousand people, now it's up to like 3,000, and I'm not very good with groups of people. I never I always like to be alone or with a small group, you know, big groups I I I never really enjoyed. And I remember when the the bus left me at the chateau and and on there, I started going through my mind saying, how can I leave? I yeah. want to leave. You know, no one has seen me yet. Maybe I can find a, a taxi and go and leave. And, and I was just so resistant to to it, and and especially to teaching to this big group of people and everything. And then after the first day, I taught the workshop. Then I, I relaxed. Then then the actually, I'd say maybe I didn't really relax. But there was excitement mm-hmm. of okay, I'm enjoying it. But I still wasn't able to really balance my energy as well because then the anxiety maybe turned into excitement, and that excitement wasn't so relaxed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. can relate to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think for me, I, I love to be with a lot of people, but also it sh- my energy shifts to uh, yeah. be more outward, and yeah. like uh, I eat much less, I don't need so much food, and then it's like mm-hmm. just like this shifting to another kind of state uh-huh. of, of being. But yeah, I think I always feel it after that I need a lot of grounding yeah and silence
0: yeah Yeah, it took me it took me a few years of going to that festival to learn how to relax in that environment
2: yeah
0: not like in the beginning it was the anxiety of of, okay i have to improve myself i have to do this but then after a while it's just the excitement of feeling all the energy and being overwhelmed by it Mm -hmm. and say okay now i have to be balanced and to find that balance in in different environments Mm -hmm. is important yeah I think many people say, oh, I can't be around this type of person, or I can't be in this environment because it does something to me. And and my idea is that it's not doing something to you, it's you're reacting to it. And you have to learn to analyze, well, why are you reacting so strongly to this?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so how many festivals do you typically do in a year like this?
2: Um, I think this year we're going to four festivals. Which
0: festivals are you going to?
2: Um, So the European festival, obviously. Oh, it's five festivals actually, and then I got invited for the I think Belgium Konradini festival. When is that? I think it's September. September, okay. So late in the year. Oh, so and then there is the, another see, festival, it's called Pachamama. It's yeah, more like an earth connected yeah. spirit.
0: You're, you're playing at this one?
2: Um, I'm t- I'm playing in a Kundalini Kundalini um, yoga okay. session, yeah. but I'm more also doing the healing work there. Oh, nice. And um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <So> then, <laughs> yes. I yeah, I think I missed some of the dramas. This is nice,
0: I, I think doing the festivals I really enjoy it because you get to see some of the same people but you see a lot of different people also and it's interesting if you like the, the big European Kundalini Yoga Festival, I think now I've been going for close to 15 years or something like this and so you see people from that when it was their first year and then you see them when it's their 10th year of going there and you, you can see the change in, in the other people. And then also the change of yourself and reflection to all the people mm-hmm. that you see. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah nice. I really enjoy it also now here on this festival to reconnect to the Sangha and also mm-hmm. to a lot of people from the Karamkriya Sangha. Yeah. And yeah. Like kind of, uh, people you saw the last year's only <laughs> in on the squares, all the, the trainings, yeah, and, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah. and problems, yeah.
0: And so after this festival then you go back home or where do you go?
2: No, I will move on to Berlin. To Berlin, actually. And what are you going to do in Berlin? I'm going to classical ballet in the opera.
0: Oh wow! (laughs) With
2: my mother and my sister. Oh nice!
0: And so you're teaching also a workshop here, right?
2: We're teaching uh, tomorrow. Okay. And what what are you teaching tomorrow? It's a workshop for women in the red tent about anger and boundaries and that relation. How how anger moves. And uh, yeah. how to put the right boundaries, how to say no, and uh, where you, maybe yeah, our yeah, anger can be transformed into, uh, no, into courage, true. also, and and to step up. And, uh. and is, is this
0: something, that, uh, a theme that you've been teaching? Or?
2: It's something we kind of very much relate to because uh, Dashakti and me, we do a lot of women's work together and retreats uh-huh. related to different topics, and uh, we always relate it to the numbers and to like yeah. Yeah. the numerology is kind. Of the background for <laughs> okay. that, so. Uh... Uh-huh yeah it's definitely something we can relate to and which, which is a big topic for women the anger yeah and also to say no to be it's able the boundaries. to boundaries uh, so it's,
0: it's yeah. the boundaries
2: yeah I think it's both yeah. because it's, it's like, and it,
0: is the anger from the people in coming across the boundaries or the anger of the self for allowing people to cross the
2: boundaries yeah or, be, or because you don't know where they are because you don't put them right and you yeah. end up in, in, in being angry of things. so no? but also like, I think it's a, like without putting anything on it it's a it's a force which can be it's life force mm-hmm. which is very much needed also in this time for um, yeah, transformation yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a transformative energy and, and so what, what is the, the biggest I don't know if you want to say reason or the, the
0: cause maybe or, or the difficulty with boundaries for women
2: But the difficulty is...
0: Well, maybe not the major difficulty, but like, is there a particular theme within the the boundaries or is it boundaries with everything or is there one theme
2: that's more... um, I think um, it's it's like open of in which direction it can move, no? Uh But I think one big topic I can see also is that uh, many times the... um, Because boundaries are not set. You need to decide for boundaries. Okay. You can always go over your boundaries all the time. Yeah. And I think that's something What I see with women all the time That they go over their limits And then at the end they burn out And they cannot do anything anymore Because there's this strong heart so To be in service no? and To serve the family and to, to be kind and nice to everyone And to kind of hold a lot like, yeah. well, To hold so much um, But then also so much tension And so much like uh, Not feeling yourself And not feeling your limit, limits And I think that's something I can see With many, many women what they do
0: all the time. And and does this relate to to the family dynamics as how they grew up? Yes. Yeah.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Because they learn how to deal with their emotions or how to speak Ah, up for themselves from the personal power from the father and then how to express their emotions from the mother. Yeah. And so it's a combination. So if you have a mother who doesn't speak about how she feels yeah. in the father who's domineering well yeah. there there you have it right yeah
2: yeah uh, and it's it's for sure it's this whole topic of female and male no because saying no to your mom might be easier than saying no to your father
0: yeah, yeah. I
2: mean I for me it's definitely like this
0: uh-huh.
2: in my experience
0: and uh, and so are these boundaries mainly in like personal relationships, or is this also overlap into professional relationships? Yes, and, yes, yes, you know, yes. And things like yeah. this.
2: Yeah, and also collectively, no, for so really the shift, what, uh, what the world, the shift which is needed. How uh-huh. oh, we say future is female. Not that the woman gonna rule the world, but that there's a balance which can happen, and that this female energy can be used. And the female energy is just not only just caring and nice yeah. and being soft, mm-hmm. no. And it's also like that shakti force, yeah, which also yes. um, is moved with that. Oh, yes. you think about yes. Kali and all the stories around her. It's quite a quite a way, you know, right. <laughs> taking power, out yeah. the sword. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I think when when people hear, okay, the future is female, at least for men, I can speak uh, from Mm -hmm. the perspective. To me, it it sounds like, I understand what people are saying when they say this, and I I agree that there is more female perspective or femininity, but Mm -hmm. the male and female can have feminine and masculine. Yes. And so, like you said, I think it's more the balance. And and maybe even within men, there was not a balance. You look at 50 years ago, a man is a man, and you have to do this. And if Mm -hmm. you do this, you're a a woman, you know. Mm -hmm. And and so I think it's not just the women finding their balance, but it's also the reflection of this, the men, right? Finding, okay, how do I become more vulnerable in a relationship, right? For men, this is very difficult. Mm -hmm. And how do I... Learn how to accept the vulnerability because yeah. there's also the man. I don't want to hear your problems. I don't want to hear yeah. you crying about this. Oh, or, yeah, and so it's it, you know, it's kind of this this connection, this play, this play of connection between the feminine and masculine within the woman and the feminine and masculine with the men, and to find that balance
2: yes. yeah. and
0: how it correlates with both of them to present in in the manifestation of life
2: mm-hmm. this balance yeah yeah i think it's like when i came here i was mm-hmm. speaking to sathari singh also that uh, because we built up that uh, um, massage temple space and, yeah. and then we we're speaking about the red tent and it's like yeah man tent we will not have this year and i was like really sad when i heard that yeah. it's like this okay maybe this year it's not gonna happen but it's like he said it also with a bit of a sad voice and yeah. it's like because no one is taking care of that uh, because it needs actually a female quality for man yeah. to be able to hold a space, for yeah. man to come to yeah. be vulnerable. Yeah. And it means needs devotion and to be <laughs> yeah, carrying oh, a place yeah. and making it beautiful <laughs> and it's like this so but yeah. The women cannot do it for the men, but they don't do it so, so it's not happening.
0: Yeah, but I think this shift is happening. I, yeah. I I experience I remember when I first started giving workshops twenty years ago. 99% of the people in the workshop were female. I'd get one man and he was there maybe because his wife was there or his girlfriend and or he was interested, you know, but, but it was mostly women. And now it's it's more balanced. And, and not just more balanced because even in the beginning, the men, when you go around and have discussions, the men would hold back. You can feel they're holding back, expressing what they really feel. But now I think it, it's more balanced. The men will be more vulnerable mm-hmm. and talk about, yeah, I feel this way and I feel that way, where in the past, even 20 years ago, I didn't see this.
2: Yeah, it's happening, but it's a slow slow change, no? Sometimes yeah. we think something needs to change in one or two years, but I yeah. think that's...
0: Yeah, but it, it's not humans. really slow. Yeah. It, I mean, if you think about what is slow, we're, how many millions yeah. of years, yeah, okay. you know? Like that yeah, changes. but it's true. Things, things are changing oh. so rapidly. <laughs> yeah. and, and this is why you see so much. I mean, why we're in a psychological crisis in the world. It's not because of guns or illness or this it's because of it's the overwhelming of the feeling people are getting and the disconnection they're getting mm-hmm. and, and and because things are changing so rapidly there was i don't know if you know who ray Kurzweil is he's he's one of these uh, proponents of the singularity and uh, uh, i think now is he a, a teacher at mit or i forget but he's like a genius guy And he came up with a calculation to calculate the rate of change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he took like the time from we had fire to a wheel to all these different inventions. And he came up with this mathematical model and said, concluded that the next 20 years are going to change as fast as the last 100 years.
2: So no, think about
0: that. Yeah. Things are going to change so fast that the next twenty years will seem like a hundred years of later. change, wow. and it's only going faster. So and because it's increasing go. exponentially, and so this is why it's even more important to find balance,
2: Yeah.
0: right? And to yeah, because find because
2: otherwise it's just scary.
0: Well, it's scary. I, I mean, look, look at what. Yeah, look what we, we see in, in what was it in Berlin? The person drove their car into the people. Mm-hmm. We see in the U.S. Uh, the people shooting mm-hmm. up the schools it's it's done because of the imbalance yeah. right it's done because things are so overwhelming people yeah. are not able to really find that balance
2: yeah but also because of the all the technological change the impact of one person doing something is much bigger oh, of course yeah. like yeah we just Overstepped natural boundaries, kind of. Yeah.
0: Well, that and I mean, you you do have the media promoting this because this is how they make their money, right? They sell the advertisements, and if they can make you scared or if they can make you a surprise or something, then you're going to pay attention to them. And so it's, they have a, they have a, an agenda that is to disrupt everything, and, and which in a way looks like a very negative thing. But and in, in, if you look at it from the yogi perspective, which at times is hard, the reflection of this is well, we're at a festival, so but the, 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 the reflection of this is to find balance because it's going to force people to find balance right whenever you have one pressure pushing so hard one way people have to push back back the other way so just like you looked in it's called
2: tantrum. yeah Yeah, we're at a
0: festival you get kids crying but uh so yeah because you look at like a 2008 the financial crisis people lost their jobs and they were fired and And what the pushback was is people learned how to become more independent. Said, okay, how do I create my own business? How do I learn to be more self-sufficient and not rely on the companies or, and so I think, whenever you get a big push one direction, you have to have the balance, and and this is what we're seeing.
2: Yeah, that's what we see, and that's also what we what we have to pray for. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, that's what you see that the festivals become more popular yoga becomes more popular even for people who are working in an office they're not off the grid people like you or something like this It's still I remember when I started doing yoga I would go Friday after work and the whole weekend I would feel good and I would just relax and say okay I don't want to disrupt how I feel until Monday and so I think people need to find it may not be yoga for some people maybe it's some uh, martial art or maybe it's some some Hobby or something, do you, do you but there's something to, time to time find lovely, your peace you know, of mind sure. and to find balance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: So I think this is a she good place know. to stop after the crying baby and <laughs> the tender yes, baby. And the peace. Uh, <laughs> so the peace. Yeah. And we could end in quietness. There's no no birds making the noise of peacock. Yes. but uh, thank you for joining me again.
2: Yeah, we'll keep in touch thank and you. hear some
0: new music. And if yeah. you stay tuned, we'll play maybe some music from your CD or album. Yeah, and, and uh, so people can hear it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if they want to get in contact with you or want to know more about you, mm-hmm. what, how can they Instagram?
2: Visit? You can just uh, follow me there. With my name, Patini Vasco.
0: And the spell for them.
2: P A T I T. H,
0: uh-huh. I, yeah, and then uh, next word, N I
2: V A S, yeah,
0: yeah, I'll put it, in, I'll put a link in the description, so okay,
2: great, right. thank you, so enjoy the rest of the festival, thank you, you too. <laughs> okay, thanks,
0: thank you for joining me, I hope you enjoyed the brief experience through the interviews of the festival and please continue to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends and also going to the podcast website the of and send me your questions get in contact with me make a donation support the podcast and until the next time from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding Allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions.